And I can see the ground now, I'm way too gone, way too gone. Alright, legends, welcome back to yet another episode of Get Around Me. It's me, Billy Darcy. What a time to be alive, etc, etc. Got too many catchphrases. I think that's become clear. Um, I'll be filing them down. Maybe the new financial year, I'll just say to the ATO, I'd like to declare these catchphrases. I'm done with them. And we might start a new. But I'm up to like five. And it's too many to get through. I mean, I get through the catchphrases. We're at like the seven minute mark, purely on, on catchphrases and fucking admin. <laughs> but anyway, what a time. It is, uh, it's winter. Winter has come in. It's coming, ironically, coming hot. And by that, I mean it's coming cold. It's coming abruptly and it's coming cold. And a lot of nerds out there will say, hey, Billy, it's actually autumn. And they could not be more wrong because there are only two seasons. Let's get it straight. Once again, there's summer and there's winter. And if you, if you honestly believe in autumn or spring, not only are you a child, but you're also a nerd. You're basically an eight-year-old Star Trek fan at that point, you know? Oh, I love autumn. I love autumn, the way the leaves are. It's winter, okay? There's daylight saving, and there's no daylight saving. There's cricket, and there's footy. All right? Wrap your head around that, because people are like, oh, I love the springtime. What, when it's freaking 26 degrees and cold and hot and rainy, but not rainy? You're an indecisive person. It's winter. You need to grow up. What are, or is it summer? Well, there, you, you chop it down the middle, okay? You chop it down the middle. Uh, but it's episode 85. Thank you. And more developments around the lad pad, this house I live in. Oh, the old girl, she's standing strong. Uh, look, i got to say, disappointing is the only word I have for what happened here last week. Disappointing. Two weeks, two weeks, I should say two years we've lived here. In fact, probably two and a bit years. Never missed a week of rent, ever. Ever, okay? And considering I, am, for the full two years, was a casual employee slash comedian, and I worked between one, five days, zero days, then I'm in Queensland, losing money in Perth. Dude, never missed rent, okay? Everyone else had real jobs. I was the worry. And look at us. We never missed rent. Now, my roommate Brad moves out. He was in charge of the rent. My roommate Macca takes over. Now, Macca. Okay. Bit of a rogue character. But I thought this is one of those things where you give someone a bit of responsibility. They really rise to it. You know, like, you know when the teacher would give, like, the naughty kid in class and be like, oh, you're in charge of the pencils. And they'd, like, be like, fuck yeah, I'm in charge of the pencils. And they'd really, you know what I mean? Like, they'd, they'd rise to it. Unfortunately, Maka is not one of those people. If you put a challenge in front of this man, he crumbles before it and gives up almost immediately. Um, all he had to do, we transfer him the rent, he transfers it to the landlord. Hey, can everyone wrap their fucking heads around that? Because I could. The rent's due on Friday, okay? I go, Maka all sorted with the rent, he goes, no stress. The following Tuesday, I go, so in the end, Macca, were we all good with the rent? You send that through? He goes, oh, no. No, yeah, I, uh, I didn't have all the rent. Um, and also, I forgot to send it. And I didn't have the right account number from the guy. I tried to call him at like 7 p.m. on Friday, but he didn't pick up. So I just thought, ah, oh, we'll work it out later. 
two and a bit years down the drain. Rental history has a black mark on it now. And it really should just be a black mark next to Michael McElroy. Okay, because I held up my end of the bargain. Uh, My my new roommate, Danny, his first week, um, he put in Macca's account numbers wrong and he he sent the rent to some random account. Some guy in Croatia got our rent. All right. So, so Danny hasn't even made it into Macca's account and Macca didn't transfer any rent to the landlord. So, complete fuck around. Um, you know, I feel like Michael Jordan, after his, lo- you know, when he f- loses in the playoffs in like 95, because I did what I had to do and my teammates let me down. And now I understand what Jordan's carrying on about in this doco, okay? Because incompetence is just disturbing. It's disgusting. And I have no time for it, okay? So that was a fucking disaster. And it's been bedlam around here ever, ever since, you know? Once you stop paying rent, you think, well, who gives a shit, you know? Let's start smoking cigarettes in the bathroom. I don't know, you know? So it's been bedlam ever since. But so now I've taken over the rent this week because Jesus Christ, you know, it's like when Jordan says, just give me the ball. That's what, what's happening with the rent this week. I've taken it over and there will be no mistakes. And I've laid the gauntlet down to the lads because because Danny's rent didn't go through to Macca. Macca just was able to transfer from his own funds. I don't have a cent to my name. So if the lads don't pay me, there'll be no rent paid this week and we'll probably be kicked out because I don't think you can miss two in a row. <laughs> so it's up to my it's up to my teammates to rise to the challenge. But anyway, more it's been it's been absolute. I, I will say it again, bedlam. Okay, but we got uh, so to restore a bit of order to the house. And yes, these <laughs> these are the two most exciting things that happened to me over the weekend. Yes, my life is not that exciting anymore. But yes, I'll still turn up for the pod every week. Okay, because on this pod we get candid, and I've got anecdotes up my sleeve. So buckle up, but I will say this to, to restore a bit of order to the, uh, to the house, we got the app Splitwise. Okay. This is a great app. I would recommend you use it. I've used it on comedy tours before with the lads where you just, if someone, you know, shouts petrol for the van, you put that into Splitwise and it, it shouts, it splits it up with everyone. It says you owe so-and-so this amount of money. It's a great app. The app lasted 16 hours in this house. Okay. My new roommate, Danny, great bloke. Goes up to the shops, gets a three-pack of paper towels, and he puts it into Splitwise. We all got a notification saying, you owe Danny 80 cents. 80 fucking cents. Okay, so at that point, everything's on the table, you know? I mean, if you if you freaking trip over, if you reload your Opal card up at the shops, put that into Splitwise. You know, if you, if you, steal, if you steal a few grapes from the fruit and veg section, don't even pay for them. Just put them into Splitwise. Who gives a shit? You know, it's, it, it's whatever now. We're, we're freaking nitpicking at this point. So Splitwise was literally 16 hours in. I'm transferring this bloke 80 cents. Luckily, um, we were able to abuse him to the point where he withdrew He withdrew that, uh, that transaction almost immediately. So, but it just goes to show, man, you know, you think, you think everything's hunky-dory. And all of a sudden you've missed rent and you owe some bloke 80 cents for fucking paper towels. So, you know, House Harmony, we're on the rebound, I would say. A lot of critics have wrote us off, um, but we're on the rebound. We're coming back. We're going to pay our rent this week. You know, if you pick up, 
if you pick up a freaking mineral water for 90 cents, you know, maybe you'll just pay for that yourself and we won't have any more carry on. But anyway, so it's been, it's been a bit chaotic, but I'll tell you what wasn't chaotic. A beautiful day that we all enjoyed mother's day. Fantastic. Fan fucking tastic. I love my mum. We all went around. Now, my mum had a very simple request this year. Usually, my sister absolutely blows me out of the water when it comes to presents. Last year, she got Chanel perfume. Because she doesn't... She knows what mum likes past flowers and wine. I'm out of the game. Okay? I can't go in and get mum a nice blouse. I don't know what size she is. I don't know what style she enjoys. You know? So, like, the one time I tried to get her a fragrance, I got her Calvin Klein. I didn't realize it was gendered. So... My sister blows me out of the park every year. I wake up Sunday morning, brutally hungover. Was drinking Fireball the night before like a child. Okay, I'd like to say this. If you're above the age of 19 and you're drinking Fireball, paint yourself sheepish because you're you're behaving like a teenager. And that was me on Saturday night, drinking Fireball. I need to grow up. But anyway, so I wake up. I forgot to set an alarm, but I've done my shopping the day before. And I... I I've gone over for brunch with uh with the family. Um, we were going to do a lunch, but unfortunately there was UFC 249 on the same day as Mother's Day. So once I explained to mum that the interim lightweight title was up for grabs, um, she understood completely that she was second place that day and she was second priority. And she was furious, but I was able to talk her down off the ledge by saying we could have mimosas with breakfast. Thank you, Jenny. So I noticed Mother's Day... The bottle shop doesn't open until 10 a.m. I'm going for breakfast at the family house, 9 a.m. Okay, so I wake up, so the night before, get the champagne, get mum the flowers, heading on over, I'm driving over, and my sister calls me and she goes, hey, Bill, I'm just going up to buy mum some champagne for Mother's Day. What brand does she like? I said, it doesn't matter what brand she likes, the bottle shops aren't open. You're screwed. And my sister starts panicking Goes up, goes all in on the card. That's all she gets. I go, don't worry about flowers. I've, no, I said, you can get mum flowers. I've got some too. But maybe you can get her a nice card. So my sister buys her flowers on Mother's Day at like 10 a.m. So all the good flowers are gone. She brings home like four brown. I don't even know what breed they were. I think they were technically a weed. We've got a, a vase of weeds next to the TV. Do you know how bad that is for morale? I'm trying to watch the Today Show with Carl Stefanovic. Or the Sunday B team, I should say. Ben Fordham's in the lead. He's not a personality. We all know that. And I've got these weeds next to the TV. Meanwhile, what did I get, Mum? Purple tulips. Her favourite. Thanking everyone involved. Okay. So my sister comes back. No champagne. Gives Mum a card. It was a fucking birthday card. It didn't even say Mother's Day. It said, Happy Birthday, Mum. Boom. You've been bested. My sister was sheepish, as she should have been. And I was the hero of breakfast. I really was. And my sister, do you want what I have to say to you? Uh, you got complacent through your years of dominance and you paid the price. So I was an absolute hero at breakfast, even though I left at 11 a.m. to watch um, a large Samoan man beat the fuck out of a slightly not as big Samoan man. So even with the UFC thing, I was still top dog that day. Very exciting. And that was pretty much it. I watched the UFC. I don't, I'm not the biggest fan of the UFC. I really just enjoy the camaraderie of the day, to be honest. We got a few of the fr lads around, you know, have a beer at 11 a.m., whatever, dude. Um, 
I will say with the UFC, it's fucking, it's wild in there. No, thank you. That's what I say to the UFC. No, thank you. But, um, I will say this. I've been having some weird thoughts lately. I like to confess. So I would say we all have weird thoughts, by the way. We all have fucking wild thoughts. And this is the thought I had over the weekend. And I've had this thought before. And I think I've said it on the pod before, but I have this thought every time I'm in this situation, I have this bad thought and I just go, fuck, you're a piece of shit, Darcy. But it happens every time. So I went and visited my friend George and Freddie on Friday night and we had a few beers, whatever. We watched A Star Is Born. I cried. Is it your business? It's not. But on this podcast, we get candid, okay? And when Bradley Cooper, I, by the way, it's a myth that you only cry at the end of that film. I'm crying three or four times throughout. Um, but I wake up on their couch the next morning. I sleep on the couch and everyone's asleep. It's like 7 a.m. Everyone's asleep in the house. And my first thought was, I could just rob the shit out of these guys right now. Easily. My car was parked across the road. I just started looking around the room thinking about all the stuff I could steal. Isn't that, what sort of, what sort of a sociopath thinks these things at their friend's house as well? But it happens every time I wake up in someone's house and no one's around. I always think that. I've never robbed anyone. I never will. But I always think that. I always like size up the TV. I go, yeah, that'd fit under the wing. Fucking chuck that under, chuck that Samsung under my arm like it's a fucking surfboard. We're off to the races. You know? <laughs> that, that like a big tub of multivitamins. I thought, fuck, that's probably worth like 40 bucks. I'll take that. Once again, I didn't steal anything. I never would and never will. But I don't know why. I have this criminal brain that's just waiting to be activated. Very bizarre. Very bizarre indeed. Quite, let's call it what it is, disturbing. It's disturbing. But so after I perused their place and sort of, you know, eyed up a few of their more expensive shampoos and conditioners, I left. And I I honestly felt like I did them a favor by not robbing them. Again, would never rob anyone. This is just, you know, just got to let it out. But yeah, but yeah, sometimes everyone, and here's the thing, everyone's got weird thoughts, okay? Everyone. But I, I, I wanted to segue. This week, I came across three of the weirdest blokes I've, I've met. Three weirdos, okay? And I wanted to open up about one of my weird thoughts, just to sort of set the stage for these fucking freaks I'm about to talk about. So three separate blokes. The first guy I came across was this guy, right? Okay. So I thought we were done with the panic buying, but I went to buy some eggs Saturday morning. Um, after I had not robbed George and Freddie, I felt like some protein. And so I go to the eggs, but there's no eggs left. There's only like the super duper free range eggs where like, you know, the chickens stayed in a fucking Hilton hotel and they were fed vegan food and had, you know, beak massages or whatever. And they were allowed to, they had a Netflix subscription. It's like nine bucks for these fucking eggs. I don't care. I'd rather have the internment camp $4 ones. Thank you very much. Um, But, so I'm looking around going, there's no cheap eggs. And there's this guy perusing the eggs next to me. And I look at him. He's got got a carton of eggs open. I thought maybe he's just checking they're cracked. But then he's got three other cartons open as well. And what he's doing is, he's taking the best eggs from the other cartons and putting them in his carton and forming like a fucking Avengers of eggs. You know, like an all-star carton. I've never seen anything like this. He's he's just chucking eggs back and forth all over the place. Like making this freaking first 11. It 
It's a pandemic, mate. Get your grubby hands off the eggs. And I'm just staring at him. I'm staring at him going like, and, and you know, he looked at me. He was like 40, good looking, I'll say it. Um, nice hat. I noticed that. And he looked at me like I was weird for looking at him. Hey, guy, get your hands off the eggs. We're in a pandemic. Hey, guy, even if we weren't in a pandemic, get your hands off the eggs, you grub. Okay? He freaking... Go, it's not the Australian cricket team, okay? You flick the lid up. You see, as long as they're all whole, you either take it or leave it. All right? We're not, we're not picking, you know, three fast bowlers and a spinner for breakfast, are we? This guy, I swear to God. And then, and then here's the thing. So he leaves with his little, oh, all the eggs are the right color. I don't, maybe he's racist. He might've been picking out all the lighter skinned eggs. I didn't even think about that. I don't, I don't look at eggs like that. I don't see color when it comes to people or eggs. Um, but he might've been racist looking back, but this guy, because now he's left with this freaking, you know, just fucking dream team of eggs, but he's left three contaminated shit cartons of fucking B squad eggs. You know, it's like the today show on a Sunday morning. I don't recognize any faces. The weather girls doing the news. We've got the sports guy next, next to her. He's doing the, the hard hitting stories. What's going on? You know, the person who's actually doing the weather is just some intern. That's what I feel like about these other eggs. Furious. What a freak. What an absolute freak. I hope he dropped those eggs on the way home. I mean that. I really mean that. So he was the first weirdo I met. And I didn't, I didn't care for him. I didn't. Dude, I've had... How's this? I've had three testy pops in the last two years. That was one of them. <laughs> And the other two have been on stage in front of like 600 people. How unlucky is that? Three testy pops, one on a podcast, two, and two in big gigs as well. Not my shows. <laughs> not my not my shows. Like opening for big acts, I've had two testy pops. Fucking bullshit. But anyway, the next guy I saw, the next freak, if you will. Is freak too aggressive? It's not, not aggressive. Anyway, so... This next guy, I see this guy walking around, huge back tattoo, right? It's It's got his family name at the top and it's got a list of all his family members, okay? Wow, that's, that's, that's a touching tribute. This guy must really love his family. Only <laughs> the names of the people who were dead were crossed off. Like as his family members died, he would cross their name out off his back. So like a third of the names had lines through them. Now, I want to say, if any of his family members die under suspicious circumstances, I've got suspect number one right here, okay? Now, is this a fucking family tree or a hit list at this point? This guy is clearly, I don't know, he must be sitting on a huge family fortune and everyone has to die before he can get it. He's checking names off, dude. He's not, he's not mourning those people. He's thinking... He's not thinking I've lost seven family members. He's thinking I got fucking 12 to go. All right. This, and I want, don't want to speak out of school. I would never judge anyone by their appearance, but this guy looked like a fucking psychopath. Okay. I like that on the record in case next time I see this freak at the shops, he might have Billy Darcy down the bottom, you know? And if I die and you see a line through my name, connect the dots, people look into it. But this guy, so this guy, 
Ugh, I don't know what more needs to be said about that guy, really. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't really know. He's like some sort of a villain out of like a freaking, like a post-apocalyptic thing. Like he's got all his, all his enemies on his back, except his enemies are his, <laughs> his immediate family, his cousins. <laughs> How would you feel? <laughs> How would you feel at the family pool party when this sicko takes his shirt off and? Imagine you're his cousin, you see your mum's name crossed off and you're like, hang on, fuck, she's not dead yet. And he's like, oh yeah, I was just doing a, f- getting ahead of the ball, you know, doing some groceries, getting a few chores done earlier in the week. And you're like, fuck, but she's not dead. And he's like, yeah, yeah, no, don't worry about it. It was a mistake. And you're like, holy, holy fuck, this guy's going to kill my mum. <laughs> oh man, what a psychopath. All you can say is, thank God he's not my family, you know? But I feel like... What about this? A thought. I feel like the the worst people are like it's always the most violent criminals who are like uh, who are the most about their family. You know, you see like a really well adjusted guy, beautiful wife, kids. You know, mum and dad love him. He's you know thirty or whatever. He's, he's like, yeah, I love my family. But it's the guy whose body count is at twelve. You know, he's he's lost an eye to a knife fight. Um, he's got three kids to four different wives somehow. And uh, he's done four stints in prison. He's the guy who's like, at the end of the day, I will ride or die for my family. If you touch a hair on one of my illegitimate daughter's heads, I will destroy you. Yeah, like they're always the most aggressive about the family. And it's like, mate, maybe if you didn't go to prison so much, you could enjoy them a little more, you know? You've missed four out of the last five Easter's. You keep missing the Easter egg hunts, you know? So anyway, so that's two out of the three weirdos. This third weirdo, I would say this third weirdo is probably the cutest of the three, if I may say so. This third weirdo, and I mean this, is a weirdo, but he's also a cutie. So allegedly, one of my roommates, allegedly, this guy I don't know, whatever, allegedly, this guy, this guy, um, my mate buys weed off, right? So he's a drug dealer by trade. I don't think he went to TAFE. I think he's unskilled. But this guy is the weirdest guy. He will only sell you weed if he can come and smoke it with you. If you like to buy drugs off him, you have to hang out with him afterwards. <laughs> like you have to be his friend. Like you still have to pay for the drugs, but also he won't sell them unless he can like come around and like you guys like fucking have a laugh for an hour and a half or whatever and you got to like add him into your group chat and be like oh fuck such a fun time jason you're such a bloody good bloke to be around and he's like ah anytime lads love hanging out with you boys it's like the most forced interaction of all time you know and when, when he turns up you're just gonna be like hey it's so good to see you this isn't a fucking business transaction at all this is just a normal hang you know this is just <laughs> we're all just normal guys being normal you know, no one's got a gun to my head to fucking laugh at your jokes. But on the other hand, this poor guy, he has no friends. So that's what I mean when he's a bit of a cutie, you know. But <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. He's like, hey, lads, what are you up to? It's like, oh, just bloody being normal, you know, hanging out with people by choice. No freaking ultimatums over here. And it's like, and <laughs> but he's a nice enough guy, but it's like, 
I find being forced to hang out with someone to be in poor taste, to be honest. And when my mate said, uh, do you want to buy, we can get weed off this guy, but um, he has, you know, we'll get it, we have to get him around for like a barbecue. I said, you know what, forget about it, okay? Because I'm not a bragger, but I've got, an, I've got some great friends, and I've got, I've got lots of acquaintances, got a great family. I don't need to fucking pretend to hang out with this guy, okay? It's not on my to-do list for the day. I can... I can move through life with it without this interaction. I think we all can. And I think, honestly, we're just setting him up for an even bigger fall when he realizes we're not actually his friends. You know? When we're not, when we're not in quarantine and we're out working and, and doing gigs and living our lives and we don't want to freaking sit around the house all day listening to this guy's terrible stories. And he's messaging us being like, hey, guys, we're still on for that barbecue. And it's like, we're not. We're not on for that barbecue. Um, we never actually wanted to hang out with you. You know, that's a bigger fall, I feel like, than just nipping it in the butt early and be like, hey, mate, let's just, let's, I don't need, no one needs drugs that badly, I don't think. It is like, uh, I'm sorry, but unless you're like a heroin addict, I'm not, I'm not sitting around going, oh, fuck, so your brother's a welder. Wow. That's, yeah, that's wild. Oh, and he, he didn't originally want to be a welder. Oh, my God. Yeah, wow. Fuck love, mile a minute with you, my friend. Hit the bricks. I'd rather be sober, you know? So, very bizarre. Very bizarre. But, so he's a weirdo, but he's also, like I said, a bit of a cutie. Because I think his heart's in the right place. But anyway. Alrighty then. So, whoops. Uh, next up. Okay, what about this? So I got something for you. This is an idea. I will say, I tried to do some topical stuff this week. The news is unbelievably grim, okay? It's unbelievably grim at the moment. It's all, with all the coronavirus stuff, it's feeling like, it's feeling like now it's like a movie where they're trying to, they really want to make a sequel. Have you heard all this now? It's like, oh, you know, you think you're safe, but the coronavirus, like uh, what scientist says, the second wave will be even worse, you know? It's like at the end of the movie when like, they think they've defeated the bad guy and then like you see a hand on the ledge and you're like, dun, dun, dun. That's like with coronavirus, they're like, why the second wave will uh, will be even more aggressive and, and only attack young men with long hair or something. Like, you're like, oh my God, that's me. The second wave. It's worse than before. But anyway. Um, so, oh yeah, the news was so grim. That's what I was talking about. Uh, the only real, like, it's all like celebrity stuff, but it's like, because no one's doing anything. And this is like sports journalism as well at the moment. Because nothing's happening. All the journalism is like digging up old scoops from like 10 years ago. It's like, oh, you'll never guess uh, you know, the, the 2007 Richmond Tigers team. Guess which player had crippling depression. You'll never guess who. <laughs> and it's like, oh, God, leave the bloke alone, you know. Imagine you were sad in like the early 2000s and you wake up in the year 2020 and some Pelican's writing about it. You know, oh, yeah, everyone knew fucking Damo was, uh, was depressed. You're just like, fuck me. That was 15 years ago. I got a, a wife and four kids now. My youngest daughter's in a medical student. Leave me alone. <laughs> you know? And it's like, oh, yeah, like, the, the celebrity ones are like, oh, you'll never guess, like, you'll never guess who on the original cast of Jurassic Park was hard to work with. It's like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to find out who was difficult in 1993 or whenever they filmed that film i don't know okay i don't know but anyway uh, okay so 
So what I'm saying is I got no topical bands this week. The, the only story was the NRL players who refused to get th- flu shots. It's like, okay. It's like, it, I think that's hardly the worst thing an NRL player's ever done. I think we give them a high five for not punching the flu shot out from behind as well. Um, but I, the one thing that tickled me, um, but I thought, oh, I don't want to bash NRL players because I always, I verbally bash them. So I feel like that's, you know, potato potato compared to these violent psychos but uh one of the people that came out to defend the nrl players who wouldn't get flu shots was the head of the notorious surf gang the bra boys it was like a news story leader of the bra boys defends gold coast titans i'm sorry i'm shutting down my laptop immediately (laughs) you can't have a gang member defend you i'm sorry if one of the bra boys called me up and was like Hey, Bill, saw you were catching a bit of heat in the media. Mind if I uh, get on the front foot and nip this one in the bud for you? Hey, violent guy. No. Hey, guy who's bashed people for surfing in the wrong spot of the beach. Maybe just leave this one to me. Okay? Makes you think of like, you never know who's going to step in and defend you, you know? Because sometimes, like, celebrities will get, like, the maddest celebrities to stand up for them. Like, Brad Pitt will be in a in a binder. Like, Leonardo DiCaprio will be like, leave Brad alone. And it's like, fuck, yeah, maybe we should. But then another guy will get, like, the head of the KKK and be like, look, Brad's making some good points. And it's like, oh, no. That's not, that's not what Brad wanted at all. That happens to me sometimes, actually. Or well, used to, when I used to do all the statuses on my Facebook page. Sometimes guys would, like, take my joke and, like, build on it but it's like they take a hard right turn you know like uh, i do a joke like oh don't you hate it when just <laughs> trying to make something up here but it's like don't you hate it when uh when your your girlfriend's or like some girl won't text you back and some guy be like yeah nothing a fucking hard right hook can't fix up that'll teach you and i'm like oh my god that's not even close to what i was talking about no no, and, like, and then the next guy will be like, yeah, good one, Bill. A good hard right hook will follow that up. And it's like, whoa, okay, let's, whoa, lads, let's shut this down almost immediately, okay? What you've done, you've taken a hard right, and that's not where the joke was going at all. So that's that's interesting. You never know how people are going to take what you say or who's going to defend you. I would say um, I've never had the flu shot, but it's because I'm allergic to penicillin and they don't recommend you have it. So like I said, I've accepted that when, when my time comes with the flu, I'm just going down and I'll go down like a gentleman. I won't fight it. You know, um, I'll do one last gig. I'll say, and I won't be a big, like farewell. He's going to die gig, but I'll say, let's, I'm going to do one last comedy gig. I'll book like a 40 seater, nothing extravagant, stay in your lane and all that. And, um, and I'll finish the gig. I'll be like, Hey guys, obviously, can't have penicillin, so this flu has really ravaged me. And um, and then I'll I'll have a doctor, I'll have a farmer actually come into the green room after the show and just put a shotgun in my mouth, just sort of put me down like a farm dog who's bitten one of the sheep. So that's how I'm going to go out. I've made peace with it, and um, and yeah, so I'm allergic to penicillin. I can't have the flu shot, and I can't have penicillin to fight the flu. So yeah, I've made peace with it. I think you should too. Um, but anyway. So, here's an idea I had. My Uber rating, I'll, I'll describe it candidly, it's not good. I'm sitting at about a 4.6. And I think below a 4.5, they don't even pick you up. But here's my problem with Uber. 
as I said last week, I've had a couple of um, police fines recently for a couple of mishaps on the road, um, just speeding. And you shouldn't do that. I've just paid off my fines and all that. And I've lost, obviously, several demerit points. But I know that if I stick to the road rules and I, you know, drive safely and do all the right things in a in a year or two's time, I'll get a couple of those points back, okay? Why isn't it the same with my Uber rating, okay? How come I can run a red light in 2016 and I've got those points back, but you vomit on Raj's Corolla in 2017 and I'm still paying for it? What's that about, okay? One crime is way worse, and yet the other one, the the by the way, accident, okay, I'm still blaming the Guzman Y Gomez. I don't believe the chicken was cooked through properly, but it might have been the 46 schooners. It's very hard to say. Um, but why am I still paying for that accident when you can run a red light and get those points back and clean the slate, if you will? You know, because if my rating drops any lower, you know, I'm at the point where like only ex-convicts will pick me up already, sort of. So um, I think there should be some sort of a redemption service for Uber. You know, and, and and maybe you can you can go the extra mile as well. So you you be normal in the car. You know, you get your five stars, or whatever. But if I take an interest in whatever the fuck this idiot's saying, that should be extra points. You know, if I listen to some bloke talk about currency trading for twenty five minutes on the way to the pub, why don't I? Why isn't that redemption points for me? You know, I listen to a um, I listen to a freaking head uh, a former hairdresser tell me how he had to declare bankruptcy that week for 30 minutes once. Never told him to shut up. Not once. Even when he said he was basically a celebrity in, in the suburb because his hairdresser was so well regarded. Or his salon, I should say. Never told him to shut up. I received five stars for that trip. I think I should have received six. And I think my rating should have been bumped back up with it. That's what I think. Um, I just think, uh, you know, if we can rehabilitate, you know, violent criminals... Why can't we rehabilitate, you know, people who pass out in the backseat of an Uber? One time I jumped in an Uber, fell asleep straight away, woke up at my house. I was asleep the whole time. The guy gave me two stars. I'm sorry, was I having racist dreams? What was happening there? How could I possibly get two stars for being asleep? All right. I'm just saying, look, I'm not saying what I did wasn't wrong, but I'm also saying let's have, you know, why can a guy freaking, uh, you know, why why can a guy drive a fucking drive his truck into a into a kindergarten, do five years and come out the other side a new man? But you know, I I drop a freaking bottle of champagne in the back seat of a guy's Prius, and I'm still paying for it. I don't understand. And these the, look these are I'm just spitballing ideas here. Okay, there's no right or wrong answers. But I'm just saying, I think that's something for Uber to look at. Um, I've been banned from the Uber Eats service, and I'm totally okay with that. Again, no rehabilitation there. Um, but I just think it's something, especially in these times, not many people are taking Ubers, obviously, with the pandemic. I think it's something for the marketing team to look at. I really do. Um, and it's just, it's yeah, I just think there should be second chances. So yeah, that's just something I've been thinking about. And yeah, it's, it's bizarre because you have one incident, you go a year, then you have another incident. And that's just like, it just builds on that first bad incident. They don't, they don't, you know, keep track of 
the freaking 50 rides in between where I was a complete gentleman. You know? There there should be a button. You, before you get in the Uber, hey, I've I've just been at my cricket preso. This this one doesn't count, you know? There should be one but there should be a button a year. You get one a year where you just go, click, no ratings, this doesn't count. I'm sorry, but this one's got a, this horse has got a little far from the fucking carriage, if you know what I mean. But there's not. But a guy can fucking, you know, beat the shit out of a Woolworths employee, get 18 months good behavior. I'm I'm just saying there seems to be a discrepancy with the system. But anyway. Um, okay. I got one last thing to say. And then, okay. Now, a lot of people call me immature. And I realize this is bad to probably follow up on the whole Uber thing, but here we are. Uh, I should have checked that in the old set list. But I will say this. A lot of people call me immature. I don't like it. Because I feel like immature is such a broad stroke. You can be mature at some stuff, immature at others. I remember one day with, with this bird around the pad, and um, she was seeing one of the one of the lovely lads here, and she was 27, and I was having some wheat bix for lunch. And she's like, are you having wheat bix for lunch? Oh my God, you're so immature. And she, and she was like so condescending. She was like, I'll have to show you how to cook, Billy. You know, it's a lot easier than it looks. Don't worry, I'll come around and show you how to eat like a grown-up. And I remember thinking... You're 27 and you live with your parents. How am I not more mature than you? Just paid my gas and electricity and my rent. Now I'm hoeing into a bit of wheat bix because it's not just the breakfast of champions. It's the fucking lunch and dinner of champions, okay? If you think Brett Lee's not hoeing into 12 wheat bix for lunch on a Wednesday, you got another thing coming. So I always take exception uh, when people say I'm immature. And I definitely am in some ways. But I think there's different ways you can be immature, you know? Because... It's just, <laughs> there's different ways. And as I get older, a lot of, so basically, you know, you're 18, a lot of your friends, some of your friends are 20, 21. Now I'm 25. Some of my friends are 28, 29, 30 plus, And I, I think they're crazily immature, but in different ways. You know, I think everyone's immature in their own way. I think we're all immature is what I'm getting at. Except for some people. But I think if you're not immature in at least one way, you're probably just boring, you know? But... I remember this, and this is probably the most immature thing I've seen. Um, you know, there's different ways. Like, I know 29-year-old blokes who still start their day with Fruit Loops. That's immature as shit, you know? Grown men ordering a freaking Frappuccino with two sugars. Grow up, you know? When was the last time you saw a CEO say, hey, we've got this big meeting with Rio Tinto. Uh, Karen, can you just run down and grab me a Frappuccino real quick? Extra whipped cream on top. I want this to go well. Doesn't happen. Okay, it doesn't happen. So everyone's got their little immature ticks, I think, is the is the thing I'm trying to say. Um, but this is the most immature thing I've ever seen. I used to work with a bloke. He was 30, 32 years old, wife and a child. And at my old job, used to drive the golf buggy all around the shopping center, fix stuff up or whatever. Anyway, so there was this place where we parked the two golf buggies we had about five meters behind there was a, a railing fence, okay? Five meters. So all you had to do was reverse out, get on your way. Very easy. Now, this guy's 32, was still on his red piece, okay? For an incident, uh, whatever, he lost his license. He got it back. He's on his red piece at 32. And when he drove the golf buggy, it was honestly quite dangerous, okay? He almost got us T-boned one day by a Pajero, and I never got in the golf buggy again with him. Um, but anyway, 
So one day my boss comes in and the railing fence is like warped beyond belief and it's got like warning tape all around. It's been taped up. And my boss comes in and goes, lads, what the hell happened to the railing fence? And I'd just been, um, I, th- I think I'd just been in Adelaide actually. I'd just been on tour somewhere. Hadn't worked for like a week or two. I go, I'd just come in, fired up a, a Makona coffee. I go, no idea, mate. And it was just me and this 32-year-old bloke. And he go, and this bloke, uh, his name was Jason. He go, Jason goes, he just sits there in silence, looking straight ahead. And my boss goes, I won't say it again. What happened to the railing fence? And I go, man, I've got no idea. I've been here for two weeks. And this bloke, Jason, just looks straight ahead. And now he starts looking down. And he's just like, and my boss at this point is livid. He goes, lads, fucking hell, tell me right now what happened to the railing fence. And I go, I start laughing. I go, <laughs> I go, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And he goes, he goes, what's so funny, Billy? I go, I go, honestly, I just put my hands up. I just go, I'm out of this. I have no idea. You guys sorted it out. And then my boss looks at Jason. He goes, Jason, did you break the fence? And he goes, oh yeah, I did. <laughs> he couldn't admit to a mistake at 32. And I go, fuck, this is embarrassing. This is like a teacher talking to a child. Like, Jason, did, did you break the fence? He's like, oh, I, I don't know. Could have been anyone. It's like, Jason, did you break the fence? He's like, oh, yeah, it was me. And this Jason bloke, he goes, but I just nicked it. It's not too bad. He goes, he goes, well, you need to fix it better than that. You know, we need to weld the bottom and redo the brackets. And Jason's like, yeah, yeah, I'll go out and have a look. I just, I barely nicked it. So I didn't think it was a big deal. I go, mate, this is so embarrassing. I've got a 32-year-old man who can't admit a mistake. This is hilarious to me. This is the most immature thing I've ever seen. And he goes, so Jason goes out to start fucking fixing the fence. And my boss comes in and goes, let's have a look at what this pelican actually did. So we jump on the cameras. This bloke, Jason, has fucking foot to the floor reversed straight through the fence. Like the fence flat on the ground. He's driven over it and then come back over it again. Basically, absolutely polaxed this thing. It was unbelievable. And then, and then, so Jason comes back. He goes, "Oh yeah, we might need to, uh, might need to get some more tools." And my boss goes, "So you just nicked it?" And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, barely touched it." He goes, "I've just seen a video of you flattening the fence." He goes, "Oh yeah, no, it was actually pretty bad. I did flatten it." And my boss had to talk to him like a twelve-year-old and be like, "Mate, if this ever happens again, don't lie to me about it." <laughs> he goes, "You're thirty-two." don't lie to me like this. This is just embarrassing. Like, what are you, what are you seven years old? Like you have a kid. And he's like, oh yeah, no, I'll be more truthful next time. Like a fucking 11 year old. Dude, (laughs) embarrassing as all hell. And this guy was also, um, a huge conspiracy theorist. So he was a child. So that's the most immature thing I've ever, I've ever seen coming from a pretty immature bloke myself, but he was 32 with a kid. So that's wild. Um, but anyway, uh, one more thing. And then I think I've got one more episode of the Corona Cull. If it's, uh, if you're watching it on YouTube, thanking you, um, it's already on YouTube. People, a couple of people commented saying, where's the Corona Cull bit, but it's already on YouTube. It was a YouTube exclusive, but unfortunately, uh, Everyone exclusively chose not to watch it. So that's why I put it on the pod. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'll put the Corona Cull episode four. That's the end of the Corona Culls. And, and yeah, 
And the only thing I've got, a quick shout out, I will say this. Shout out to Matt from Perth. I don't know his last name, actually. But Matt from Perth, his sister Sammy hit me up. I had a beer with him in Perth. Happy birthday, mate. I don't know how old you are. Uh, your sister didn't tell me, but if I can recall, I think you're about mid-20s. So uh, mid-20s, mate. It's not too late, but it's also, it's slipping away. So let's switch on. If you've got dreams, now's the time to chase them. Happy birthday, brother. I will say a quick shout out to these two as well. They had a beer with me in Perth after a show one night. It was very good. And it was actually quite good timing because after the show, I think the show was good. But then after the show, the girl who was doing the door, I asked her out and she said no. And I was like, oh, fuck. Quick in the dead in Perth, isn't it? But then I came down. Matt and Sammy are sitting there saying, do you want to have a beer? And I thought, fuck yeah, I would have a beer. Immediate pick me up, you know? You, you just got you put it out to the universe. The universe answers every time. So happy birthday, Matt. And, uh, and a shout out to Sammy. And I will say, firstly, if you, ever, if you want to see a comedian and have a beer with him after, I'm your guy. You know, you can go and see Dave Hughes. You can go and see fucking... Uh, who are the other famous comedians in Australia? I guess just Dave Hughes. You can go see Dave Hughes, but he's not going to have a beer with you after, you know? Uh, but I will, okay? So thank you to everyone in Perth, Adelaide, who had a beer with me after the shows. Because uh, I guess maybe you never think about this, but I don't... Like, if you go see a comedian in a town they're not from, I don't fucking know anyone. The only people I know are the other comedians, and they're all doing their shows. So always love hanging out with everyone. Happy birthday again to Matt. Um... And I will say, I had something else. Oh, that's right. Okay, yep. I will say this as well. Um, just on the whole uh, birthday thing. If anyone has a birthday and they want me to like send their mate a video or whatever, um, I've done a few of them and I'm uh, very happy to do it. Just message me on Instagram if you want me to send like your mate a birthday video. Um, did one last week. Just give me a few details about them. I'll send it off. I've done a few of them. One of them appeared at a 21st actually on the big screen. That's pretty cool. Um Feel the hype, spread the hype, etc., etc. Tag a friend in a comment on a stand-up video on on Facebook. That would be ideal, or or YouTube. Um, and have a bloody good time. Thank you. All right, legends. Welcome back to episode four of the Aussie Celebrity Corona Cull. Okay, as always, we are culling celebrities for the post-pandemic world once again. I am not. I repeat, not, I repeat, please stop DMing me, not saying we should, these celebrities should get coronavirus and die. No one's saying that. I'm saying they cannot be celebrities in the post-pandemic world because we will not have enough room for all the Instagram accounts, okay? It's going to be a streamlined world post-pandemic, more hand sanitizer, less former X Factor contestants, okay? That's what we're looking for here. This week, once again, three have got to go. And I will say, I'll say it again, in Australia, it appears most of our celebrities are former The Block contestants. So, look, I'll be honest, at the end of this thing, depending on how long this lockdown lasts, we might it might just be freaking Mark Holden and Dicko standing on top of the freaking pile because I refuse to cull to icons such as those men. But we'll see what happens. But anyway, first up this week, and this is a big one, uh, Casey Donovan, winner of season two Australian Idol. That's what brought Dicko and Mark Holden into my head. <sighs> Babe, you got to go. Um, firstly, I hold you responsible for killing the franchise. Let's just leave that out in the world. You won season two. You did nothing with it. And we saw a gradual decline from there. Okay. So look, 
Season one, we loved. Season two, we loved. Anthony Kalea, loved him. So cute. So cute. But, you know, if you're going to win, you've got to go big. Go Guy Sebastian with it. And you didn't. And I think, I hold you responsible. And Channel 10, oh my God. I, I doubt you're allowed back in the building. They have really not recovered since. We've had freaking five Big Brother reboots before they even attempt to reboot what's left of Australian Idol. Like, that's that's the damage done. And I do hold you mostly responsible. The winner has got to fly the flag. Um, also, look, I don't want to speak out of school. This whole, I got done six years on a telephone relationship. At the, at the six-month mark, if you're still on the phone and you've not met them, that's not a relationship. That's a pen pal, okay? You've got a pen pal. Um, you had a pen pal for six years. And look, I don't care what you were doing while you were writing those letters or whatever. If you're getting a bit freaky with it, that's your business. Uh, but if you're going to do a four-page woman's day spread and then release another mediocre single to back it up on some sort of buzz that you've had your heart broken online by someone posing as a man, Campbell, but it was actually the name by the woman, a woman by the name of Olga. And look, I just think, I don't think anyone with the name Olga could ever fool me in any capacity. And I think, you know, in your heart, you're better than that. So Casey Donovan, you have to go. You've done a lot of great work in the theater. I will say, I'd love for you to keep working in the theater. Um, I did actually see one of your productions. It was fantastic. Uh, you will be able to continue that work after you've been culled because in Australia, we do not value uh, theater productions. So you'll be able to continue that work without your public profile. And I wish you the best of luck. Uh, next up, the culling must continue. This one is a big one. It's the guy who plays Katut in the Ronda and Katut Amy ads. I'm not going to try to pronounce his name because I think it would be offensive. I had a crack at it before. And my roommate called me Stalin. So I don't know if that was a white power joke or what that was. Um, but yeah, I didn't really get it right. So the guy who played Katut, um, look, mate, you took that opportunity. And what have you done with it? Another squanderer, just like Casey. Uh, Rhonda, she went on Love Child. Uh, the, the movie about Gina Reinhart. Another Channel 9 show. I saw her on ABC once. She was on Kathleen Kim at one point. She took the heat off the Ronda and Katut ads. And she... What do you use with heat? You fire up a rocket. That's what you do with heat. And she's used that heat to straight to the top of the television pile in Australia. Do you know how hard it is to break into that pile? We're only allowed to have seven full-time actors at a time in Australia. Impossible to get into that group. She did it. With the heat off her Amy ads. The bloke who played Katut, I went on his IMDb unimpressive unimpressive a lot of people would say oh billy he, he works as an actor in bali he doesn't actually speak english that's why you haven't seen him on much australian tv it's like okay excuses excuses all right um so this guy he's he squandered his opportunities um we loved him as a nation and he gave us nothing in return so katut you are kaput and yes i just came up with that on the spot yes i should get a government grant for this amount of talent but Katut, he's got to go. I, I wouldn't even see him in any other TV ads. So, you know what I mean? I If you, like, you can't get a better launching pad than that Amy series. And and you would have had the money to sort of, you know, you could have struggled for a couple of years on the money, but wasn't to be. Wasn't to be. I just think that's a waste. 
So, Katut, you've been culled. Finally, lastly, uh, this last one. The last person to be culled is not a person, but we're going to have to cull the sport of rugby union. Okay? Rugby union, what are you doing? All right? Very low attendances before anyway. Can you blame the people? I mean, kick, scrum, kick, scrum, scrum, kick, kick, scrum. Oh my God, we beat the All Blacks. Does it matter? No, because the score was five to three. And even the hardcore fans turned off at freaking three quarter time. Is there quarters? I haven't watched a game in 10 years. But Rugby Union, I just don't get it. I mean, if you're going to put that many Samoans in a place together, let's get some freaking flair out there. You know, these guys are the most talented people on the planet. Let's freaking use them. You know, kicking for touch, line outs, boring. Rugby sevens, okay? Love rugby sevens. That's just fucking go for it at all costs. While rugby sevens exists, I don't see why we need rugby union. I honestly do. Uh, or I honestly don't. I will say again, what I will be open to is if rugby union was to play rugby league, sort of maybe and just like even just fight each other to be the, le- the last rugby code left. I'd be open to that. But I think we know some of the rugby league boys from maybe some of the more shady backgrounds, they're going to absolutely whip those private school rugby union kids into next week. And they, some of these some of these Penrith Panthers players, man, they could conceal a blade in places you'd never even think to look. So rugby union would lose that and there'd be some bloodshed. So I think we just compromise. We keep rugby sevens, but rugby union, you got to go. Um, I just, it's not enough running out there. It's not a running game anymore. It's just fucking, it's stoppages, field position and penalties. And yes, I asked my roommate for that information because I don't watch that sport anymore. Used to. Used to. Remember when you used to get excited for the Bledisloe Cup? 2002? What a time that was, but it's gone now. And so rugby union, I'll catch you later. And that's, that's the culling for this week. Um... What I will say is, there is no limit to the amount of Googling I'm willing to do to dig up dirt on even the most random celeb. What I will say is, the culling will continue until Corona stops. And like I said, in a dream world, it would just be Dicko and Mark Holden left on a pile at the end of the day. The only public figures. Every night, the project interviews one of them. They just rotate. That's my Australia. So, I'll keep calling until we get there. Or until Centrelink returns my calls. Thank you. No, no. Thanking you. Way too long, way too long. Yeah, and I can see the ground now. I'm way too gone, way too gone. Because these people got me fucked up. Yeah, they got me way too wrong, way too wrong. Now my mind's stronger than me, don't you wait too long, wait too long, oh I-